Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Michael. Great to hear your voice and great to be practicing. It is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I will tell you this. I just talked with somebody, um, one of the Sangha in California, who told me that uh, it was 111 degrees there today and wow. um, yeah, setting an all-time record because it's not a place that gets those kinds of temperatures. And I, I just, <laughs> the gratitude that I feel, the sympathy that I feel, and the gratitude that I feel um, for practice, for all of us who are going through whatever we're going through, that we have practice to sustain us. Uh, and then, of course, just, you know, sympathy for the planet, the people, the, yeah. Yes, yes, I'm right there with you. Indeed. And I have announcements here. All right. Reflective Listening Buddies is one of our longest-lived and most popular programs for a reason. There is no other support quite like it for practicing presence, with participants required to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. The new quarter starts October 15th, and registration closes October 1st. It, what were those? Uh, what were the numbers again? October fifteenth and November first. Yeah, a new quarter starts October fifteenth, and registration closes October first. Ah, oh, got it. I, I I heard it backwards. I thought, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> it must have been November. Isn't that now? Talk about something kind of shocking or something that, that we're talking about things in October. How is that mm -hmm. possible, Michael? I know. Time flies. It yes. do. Yeah. And All right. Is, what else? And is conditioning talking you out of a commitment that you really want to keep? If so, and if you would like some support, sign up for the Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, which begins October 15th. Participants will be paired with a buddy for accountability and support during this kind and compassionate training. Mm -hmm. Again, we all need all the support that we can get, don't we? Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. yeah, those voices say, well, you should be able to do this on your own. Well, we can't. <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yes, and it's just more fun to do it all together. That's it my is. Exactly. Yeah, speaking of which, you have an announcement about anything fun? I mean, was fun in the title or is that still too... Oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, I, no, I don't. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure that won't stop us from having a lot of fun I, tonight. That's right. That's right. And it won't stop us from learning about something with fun specifically in the title pretty soon, I suspect, but apparently not yet. <laughs> yes. So we keep our ears open for more fun. Great. Mm -hmm. And a few reminders for tonight's show. 
you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Sherry, you can press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic, please, and about five minutes is great. All right, Sherry, I think we're ready to get started here. All right. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Michael. Hi, Sherry. It's Todd calling from British Columbia. Hey, Todd. Hey. Todd. hey. What's going on? Wow. It's not 111 here, that's for sure, but... <laughs> I know. We've had aren't, a, aren't we um, fortunate? Yeah, we've had a record-breaking summer as well, but it's finally hit the the 70s, but um, my heart goes out to those folks in California because, uh, mm. yeah, the heat uh, has, uh, yeah, done a number of things on nature around here. But anyway, um, huge gratitude that our, our fire season didn't happen like it has in the past. So great gratitude for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, um, those hundreds of millions of trees that sometimes get lost in those fires. But anyway, um, uh, just you were talking about it on the morning show this morning, and and um, practice just always seems to lead us to gratitude, and that's where I am right now. I'm in just immense gratitude for practice, and uh, I just had a reflective listening buddy call this afternoon and was processing what I was seeing in the the year long retreat, and and after the call, I was just uh, just um, gawk smacked, as we say, uh, uh, with the amount of support there is in this practice. And um, that's the gratitude I'm, I'm expressing. Is there's just, uh, uh, we've said it many times, but it doesn't hurt to say it again. It's just uh, outrageous support, it seems, uh, day in and day out. And I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, because we need it. Yeah. Right? Oh, we we yeah. need it. That's that, that thing that I hear people say, Often, you know, the, what the voices say to them is, you don't need to call in. You should be able to do this on your own. You don't need yeah. to take that class. You, you should be able to do this. Why can't you do yeah. this on your own? Well, yeah. because we can't. Be- no. Because we can't. No. And getting uh, talked into that is just a way uh, for ego to maintain suffering. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been at it a little while now. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I just... Uh, you know, uh, echo everything you say is uh, there's just no way I can do it on my own. And then I have uh, no. often, not often, but I have once had a huge stray from from practice, and um, it just took me into greater depths of suffering. That that uh, when I got got back to practice and back into um, a regular um, practicing and and availing myself of all the inest- all the available support. Um, well, we don't never know, but it just—I got a sense that uh, I, I won't be straying very far from Sangha and the practice. Yeah, yeah, you and know. of course, Michael's point is an excellent one. It's also uh-huh. just way more fun. It, oh, it, absolutely. It, yeah. So it, it, even fun. if we, even if we could do it on our own, that's like saying, yeah. uh, you know, I could, uh, I could play. Uh, Frisbee all by myself, I guess, if I were fast <laughs> enough. But, you know, why, why make it a contest? Why would you want to do that when it's actually yeah. more fun to play with other people? Yeah, it, exactly. And, and, you know, just, uh, you know, there's so many highlights to my day in practice, getting up and starting with virtual meditation and then looking forward to the radio show and then having a reflective listening buddy call through the week and then, you know, having tweets come in three, four times a day and, recording uh, every morning and having peace quotes show up in my inbox and I can go on and on and on, but it's, um, 
it's just really wonderful and to be a feel a part of which before practice yes. I felt so separate I felt so isolated I felt yeah. you know um, just um, forsaken life had forsaken me but th- that wasn't it yes. ego just convinced me that I was yes. abandoned by life but all I was doing was uh, you know colluding with ego and it was telling me stories that I was believing and I was suffering hideously and then practice found me and here I am yeah yeah, 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 and and there's nothing wrong with any of that, right? That yeah. that what you, what you laid out is really kind of a pretty standard trajectory for us, right? That's <laughs> right. what m- most of us w- would say the same thing. You know, I was really suffering, and then uh, something happened. You, you know, yeah. this led to this, led to this, led to this, and by some <laughs> some amazing set of uh, good fortune. I chose to stay with it and stick yeah. with it and uh, go up against ego and and now I'm a happy human and it, mm-hmm. it's really true that you know we wish it for we just wish it for everybody because yeah, life life doesn't have to be hard we no. don't have to suffer that's it's not it's not a requirement yeah yeah and thank you you always say uh, nagging is uh, the highest form of love or one of the highest forms of love and I love it when you say that I'm going to nag you about this and that and and thank you for two areas of nagging that I just deeply appreciate is you uh, don't quit just don't quit just you kept telling us yeah. just don't quit we, the magic will happen just hang in and, and that's for me in the beginning oh Sherry it was brutal it was brutal because I, got, I became yeah. aware of the self-hate before I wasn't aware of yeah. it so that was brutal. But yeah. secondly, and then you just nag this book, just get a recording and listening practice. Just learn, train yourself. Do it. To read your just attention. do it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> learn how to direct your attention away from that self-hating voice to the mentor's voice of loving, kindness, compassion, and acceptance. And once I got into that swing of things and took all the classes and, and trained myself to do it daily and do it religiously, I now have a relationship with a, uh, an unconditional loving presence rather than a hateful one. And there's the big change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. Uh, uh, I, of course, you know, every, people who have been listening to me go on for a while uh, know that it, it, depression was my deal. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, a family history of depression and, mm-hmm. and, and of self-hate, alcoholism and uh, drug uh, eating disorders and you know, you name it. We we had it in the family, and mm. um, and, and and depression is the underlying factor with all of it. Um, wow. And and then to to come across practice in the first place, and to realize that it it is possible to end suffering. I mean, that was that's why I'll always identify myself as a Buddhist, even mm-hmm. though I love all religion, all spirituality. You know, I. But I will always honor Buddhism because it's the first thing that that made it clear to me uh, that it's possible to end suffering. Mm-hmm. And then to find a recording and listening practice and mm-hmm. to realize that depression is absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. For all that people read about it, all that people believe about it, all of that, I, I, I get it. But it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. We can we can put it behind us and recording and listening is the tool that will do that. But it is. It and is. it's what you said. We have to learn how to do it. 
Yeah. We have to want to do it, we have to choose to do it, and we have mm-hmm. to do it religiously. And you do. if we will, if we go at it the, yeah. with the same fervor <laughs> that uh, ego goes after <laughs> depression, yeah. then we will put depression behind us. We will. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I suffered severe suicidal depression for decades, and with this recording listening practice, I can be a testimonial, Sherry. I, I haven't been... I can't uh, remember the last time I felt depressed. It's maybe over a decade yeah. with the recording yeah. and listening practice. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Proof, yeah. Proof is in the yeah. pudding. Yeah, and I mean, huh? people say it again, Todd. I was going to say proof is in the pudding. <laughs> y- yes, yes. Well, and, you know, people, again, the voices of ego are so hateful because they'll say, well, oh, that's nice for yeah. them. How nice for Sherry, how nice for Todd. Uh, But they don't know how bad mine is. They don't, you know, people have said to me, okay, all right, but you have no idea how bad my self-hate is. Yes. Yeah, I I do. (laughs) I heard that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do. I heard that constantly like, oh, but nobody suffers as bad as me. There's no way Sherry never suffers as bad as me. It's never as bad, never as bad. I heard that constantly to get me to quit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's just not true. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even though, uh, yeah, it can sound like nagging. Well, it is nagging, and it can sound <laughs> like kind of uh, Pollyanna. You know, practice is so is so wonderful. It, it, yeah, and it we're not denying that it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, you you're, you think life was hell before. You take on ego with an awareness mm. practice and you're going mm. you're going to get a whole new definition of hell. Right? Yeah, that we're not we're not saying that's not the case. We're just saying right. that when you go through it and get to the other side, what's yeah. there is freedom. Uh, freedom, true. peace, joy. Freedom, peace, joy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah, brother. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Thank you, okay, Todd. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Michael. Go happy. Go happy. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Todd. Just don't quit, Sherry. Just don't. Just don't quit. Yep. yep. Just don't yep. quit. Even if it feels like you're hanging on by your fingernails, by your toenails, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's not going to be pretty. It's not. If you've ever watched a, um, you know, a film of somebody going through uh, detoxing from heroin, say, <laughs> it is not pretty. It's it's awful, awful, awful. Yep. But on the other side is freedom. And that's what makes it worthwhile. Because it's not like it's a party living with self-hatred. It's not like it's a happy place to live with depression. Right? And so you might as well just, it's the old uh, image of ripping the Band-Aid off. Right? <laughs> you know, you cringe and go, no, 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 no. And then it's over. And you think, oh. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Sequoia calling from rather warm Marin County in California. Oh, Sequoia. Whoa. Hello, hello. Yeah, Hello. that was right where right where you are is right where I got the report from. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uncharacteristically warm here. 
But, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God awful. Yeah. <laughs> mm. anyway. Well, and and the thing, the thing that makes it so uh, horrible is no, nobody's prepared for it, right? It's not like everybody yeah. has air conditioners and that's what because you don't right. need it in that part of the world, and exactly. then it hits and yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. They're opening up uh, centers around the area with air conditioning so people can come and spend the day and just get in out of the heat. Wow. So that's, that's great. But fortunately, fortunately for you, you spent <laughs> years at a monastery where all you had was wet T-shirts, right, to, uh, as, as, your, as your air conditioning system. <laughs> That's right. I look around and I'm amazed that people aren't spritzing themselves with spray bottles or putting, yes. on, you know, wet rags around yeah. water with them, you know. Yeah. 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 Just another mm-hmm. as- invaluable aspect of that monastic training is you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, being rival. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Who cares how yeah. it looks? You're gonna. Exactly. Yeah. You'll survive. <laughs> Well, um, actually, what prompted uh, me to get in the queue today was in one of those serendipitous moments, I was listening to a very old, um, uh, oh gosh, I just went blank on it, a very old radio show um, from years back, Project Joy. Oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah. I just randomly chose a show to listen to and (laughs) wonder of wonders I happened to be the first person that was in the queue that day (laughs) and I thought well that's interesting and um, part of what we were talking about is that getting in the queue is a way of paying back with the same coin what Mm. has been received in practice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know that's it isn't it it is. Mm-hmm. It is. And uh, I was just seeing, you know, how frequently, yeah, that conversation gets in the way, even though, even though there's a, a, an awareness of, of, of where, where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. So, yeah, we, um, still, we, st- we can still fall for it. Right. I mean, I, I know what it is. I've, I've, I've been nagged about this time and time again, and yet we still we still fall for it. We still go along with it. We do. We do. You know, which is actually the thing I was wanting guidance on. And the thing that I've been looking at is the same process. Uh, I just see this uh, tendency, and I'm seeing how it's just run through my whole life. Of um, it's the it's just what you were referring to, the addiction thing. It won't hurt mm-hmm. just this one. You know, yeah. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just going to engage in this one small distractive activity, and yeah. it, it, it's not going to do, it's you no know. big deal. It's no, no big, big deal. deal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, come on. It's just one little, uh, come on. And, and probably tomorrow... You'll, you you won't do that, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, Tomorrow's going to you're going to quit tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right. Or or even uh, you know I'm going to quit in, in the next five minutes, but first I'm going to you know 
First, I'm going to yeah. indulge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, I'm telling you, that's how I quit smoking cigarettes for years. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to quit as soon yeah. as I have this one. Right after this one, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, uh, you know, just seeing that play out and having had enough years on the planet to see that that doesn't take, uh, doesn't go anywhere where I actually want to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. That in that moment, choosing that um, distraction, that's that's it. I mean, there's no future. Yeah. It's going to yeah. change. That's it right yeah. there. Yes. Well, and, and again, if we go back to the, the drugs, which is always my favorite image with this, you know, you're going to quit. You're going to quit. And the drug dealer just keeps circling around, circling around, circling around. And you decide, okay, well, just, just one, one, once more. <laughs> just that just yeah. once more guarantees that drug dealer is never going to stop circling around. But the thing that happens to us, of course, uh, when, when we say, yeah, 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 that's, that's really appealing. Yep, that, yep, mm-hmm, and I'm not going to do it. What happens has nothing to do with the content, does it? What happens mm-hmm. is that I am now a different person in my own eyes. Huh. That's what happens. Yeah. I, I am now somebody that I can respect. Exactly. I, I'm, right? I'm somebody that I can trust. Now, maybe mm-hmm. once, you know, that drug dealer is going to say, well, that's a fluke. Okay, she said no once, but, <laughs> but then the next time it's easier to say no. And the time after mm-hmm. that, it's easier still. And pretty mm-hmm. soon, it, it's, uh, you know, what Todd said. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to stray again. If I do, I'm yeah. not going to stray very far because I, because I know who I am <laughs> and who I am yeah. is a person that I can trust, a person of yeah. honor and integrity. Yeah. 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 As you were saying that, I could see, you know, it's the difference between that victim, um, you know, I just can't help myself, blah, yes. blah, 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 yeah. versus... Yeah. You know, being poor me, it's not my fault. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I try mm-hmm. so hard and I just can't, you know, the difference mm-hmm. between that and being in the, um, I was going to say the power position, but the love position. Um, yes, yes, that's a much yeah. better word, isn't it? I mean, it's uh-huh. true, it's a power position, but but mm-hmm. it's it's the love position. It's, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, drug dealer. <laughs> I got to choose this human. <laughs> you know, I know you're a very fine person and you need the money, but I'm going to choose this human. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. And you know, Sequoia, back to that first thing that you started us off with, um, the, the uh, repaying uh, the debt mm-hmm. with the same coin. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, over the years, I, I've watched thousands of people, literally thousands of people, come to practice, practice for a while, uh, have their lives start to work, they, they mm-hmm. get something, they feel better, you know, and mm-hmm. then they go off. They mm-hmm. go off. They leave. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the repaying, the, the thing that, is, that we know with the repaying the debt is if everybody had done that, when they needed somebody, there wouldn't have been mm. anybody there. 
Yeah. And that's another piece of that uh, sort of growing up is when we mm-hmm. say, uh, yeah, yeah, this has been important to me. I, I want to support it. It's not, it's not because I need it, although I do. Mm-hmm. It's not because I need it, but because I want to, uh, I want to make sure that it, it continues that it remains. I want to make sure that the next person like me who comes along has somebody who's going to step up and be there for them. I can mm-hmm. be that person. Mm-hmm. Boy, it is that spiritual maturity where it's not about me. Yeah. It's not yeah. about what I'm going to get. It's about what yes. it is that I give. Um, That's it. That's it. Beautifully stated. That's exactly it. And mm-hmm. and it's this, it's a... They're, they're the same thing, aren't they? Because when I realize I can be that person, I can be a giver, not just a taker, then I change in my own eyes, right? I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a person I want to support, that I admire, that I respect. Mm-hmm. And there's no ego in it. There's no ego mm-hmm. whatsoever in it. It's just mm-hmm. that um, I, I, I respect this person and I want to support this person because this person has something to bring to the world, something to offer. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and it's, yes, it's what's always been deeply desired, you know, to, to have a contribution. Um, yes, to be a contribution, yeah. huh? To be a contribution, yeah. and, and, you know, not to, get, not to get what I want, but to be that contribution. And um, yes. so... Um, I was just wow. reading, in fact, this morning, one of my, my own heroes was saying, if I want the world to be different, if I want, it, if I want the world to change, then I ha- the only way that's going to change is if I change. I, I have to be the love and understanding that I want for the world. That's how the world will change. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're talking about. It really is. It mm-hmm. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I, I mean, recently I have been drugged. I you know, talk about dark night of the soul. You know, it's just, it's just tried everything. Um, mm. And here and, you are. And here I am. You know, here, mm-hmm. here life is, and it, it's just, yep, it's a joyous thing. It's yep. a joyous. Yep. And yep. Just celebrating that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Sequoia, this is where it can sound crazy, but I know you'll know what I mean. It it that going through something like that, when when we it, <laughs> I compared to childbirth, but anyway, <laughs> you you go you go through it, and it's awful. It, it's awful. Yeah. It's horrible. And then you get to the other side, you get here, and you can't even really remember how bad it was. Yeah. Which is why we don't have to waste any time on the past. <laughs> we just, as you say, celebrate. Here we yeah. are. Here I am. Yeah. I'm here. The world is brand new. I'm brand new. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's continue to pay back with coin. And, yes. Um, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. All right. Thanks. Well, thank you, Sequoia. All right. Gosh, show. Gosh, show.
Thanks for joining us, Sequoia. And yes, that was fabulous, Sherry. Yeah, great. Mm. Mm. And it's time now for Good News Update. All right. So I'm going to turn it over to that, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers afterwards. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Okay, Jen, I'm going to turn it over to you for a Good News Update. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for bringing me live. We have a very special treat this afternoon, which is a recording with, of an interview with Teresa, a conversation that Teresa and I had. At Jen, I just lost you there. I don't know if that's just me. Jen, are you there? Because life has... You can't hear me, Michael? Then you went quiet there for about 15 seconds for me. It's too bad. <laughs> you can hear me okay now, though? I can hear you now. How about you start? Okay, perfect. Start from the top? Well, what I wanted to say is that we're about to hear a fabulous conversation with Teresa to assist in kicking off the 2022 Bridgewalk season. And I just wanted to give a little context about that because it's been some time since we had an official Bridgewalk season because life has pulled our attention in a number of other directions, you know, from the pandemic to selling a monastery, to, you know, lots of other places to put our attention. And so it was time to turn our attention once again to funding the project for another year. And as folks may remember, earlier in the year, Teresa wrote and we published a book, Playtime in Cantalomba. And so what we're about to hear is an interview with Teresa and I talking about that book and that is going to be our theme for the coming Bridgewalk season. And afterwards, I'll give you a little bit more information on the particulars of um, some of the components of the walk. So if you would play the interview, that would be great, Michael. Okay. Good, Good afternoon, and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm so excited to be joined this afternoon by Teresa who is here to participate in kicking off the 2022 Bridgewalk season. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much, everyone who's listening out there. It's my pleasure to be on uh, the program again with you. Yeah, well, it's always a pleasure to have you. So, And especially in this moment, getting to kick off an official Bridgewalk season, which we haven't done in some time. And so, as you know, Teresa, the theme of the Bridgewalk this year is Playtime in Cantalomba, which is inspired by the book that you wrote of the same name. And so, in a moment, a little bit later in the interview, I'll talk a little bit about the particulars of this Bridgewalk season. But I thought that we'd start by having you talk about your inspiration for writing the book, because I think that will really set the context for this Bridgewalk season. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit about that. What inspired you to write this book? My inspiration, Jen, on writing this book, uh, it all pointed back uh, uh, to uh, the way I look at books, uh, going into bookstores and uh, going around, looking at books. They did not show the lives of our children, especially the lives of the children in Cantoromba. So I sat down and thought about the children of Cantoromba. 
the books uh, do not relate, the books that are out there do not relate to our children. And I sat down and thought of uh, maybe coming up with a book that will relate to our children right mm. here in Cantalomba. Yes. Mm. And the lives of these children that are in Cantalomba. They yeah. aren't uh, yeah. so many books. Yes. When you, you, you and I did go around one time when you were in the country, yes. just yes. look for books that would relate to Cantalomba. But we found, we found none. So I that that uh, gave me that inspiration to 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 write about this book. Yeah, yeah, and I remember. I mean, we looked online, we looked everywhere, and sure, you can find a book here or there, but we couldn't find, as you say, we couldn't find any books that were very particular to their lives in Cantalomba. And so I love the moment when you said, "Well, why can't I write it?" and set out to do that. And and say a little bit about why this topic, when you set out to write a book, why playtime in Cantalomba? Uh, definitely, Jen. Uh, this book uh, brings in uh, fond memories of my growing up, the way I grew up. Uh, yes. So I wanted uh, the children of Cantalomba to look up unto, uh, to me to say this is our model of uh, of uh, of uh, how she grew up here. So by reading this book, it will give them it will give them fun and joy, because we did not have the money to buy things. We used our little fingers, little hands, and little brains <laughs> into coming up with all sorts of things to play with. I just wanted to honor that tradition of Cantalomba to go on and not yeah. uh, to die a natural death. Yes. So I yeah, came I... up with this book that comes across it, reads it, and remembers that this used to happen. Yeah. I love it, Teresa. And one of the things I remember you saying is that you really wanted the children to have a sense of their own community and to realize, you know, so yes, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but in, in many ways, your growing up, the traditions of, of your growing up carry forward today. For example, in the book, you talk about molding dolls out of the clay, literally just the earth that's there, adding water to it and molding all kinds of ingenious things, dolls and helicopters, and we'll put some pictures of that. We'll have some pictures of those things during the campaign. And wanting to really honor those traditions of realizing that there are big differences between the way you grew up and the way children are growing up in Cantalomba today, but there are also lovely similarities. And it, we thought it would be so fun to honor those traditions of that spirit of creativity and play and joy that's there for all children in all circumstances. Yes, Jen, definitely, yes. There is a big difference between when I was growing up and the children of now. Uh, when I was growing up, we did not have that privilege of uh, looking forward to go to, to go to somewhere where you go and have a meal. We depended on our parents. If there was nothing, we could uh, just uh, stay like that with nothing. Now, the children of now, I'm happy to say that I'm one of the models uh, that uh, is living uh, that has been here in Cantalomba for quite some time, and I'm still in Cantalomba because of living compassion. 
we've brought uh, Living Compassion abroad into Kantorumba, which is helping a lot. It's helping the children. Whenever they wake up in the morning, go, go to school, then come back from school, they know that we are going to go to Living Compassion to have a meal. Then we can go out and play after reading a book or two in the Living Compassion Library, which is very great. There is a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the other things you often talk about, Teresa, is that it's making a big difference for the children and what a tremendous support it is for the parents. Because to have a child who you can't offer full nutrition to is a very, very difficult way to live. And so it's such a support for families who now know that their children are going to receive that adequate nutrition every day. Yes, Jen, we are helping both the children and the parents. We have um, made them sigh a sigh of relief, I would say, because mm. they know mm-hmm. that whenever I go out to look for food, I know that my children will have a meal at Living Compassion. So there's no that rush of saying my, my children are hungry, they do not have mm-hmm. any, anything. Even the nutritional aspect, Jen, it has definitely changed in Cantolomba. Years back, we had to we had we had a lot of malnutrition cases. But now, when you go through Kandalomba, you see very healthy, smiling children. They may look dirty by playing in the earth and stuff, but they <laughs> exactly. are healthy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They and are. and it's such yeah. And it's so fun, Teresa. That I, that leads me to another question I wanted to ask you. Just say a little bit about what it, what it's like for you to see the children play at the Living Compassion Compound. What that's what's that like for you to see them there playing? What it is to me seeing them play gives me joy and relief, Jane. I know that these mm. children are healthy, they are happy, mm. they are having mm. fun, mm. and I love that. Yeah, Each day when I go out there after. Yes, after a meal, you'll see that they won't go straight home. They will hang out at the property there, start playing. They'll play with their balls. They'll play with their dolls that they have made. Mm -hmm. They'll play all sorts of games. They are free. It's not Mm -hmm. like uh, living compassion is circulated. It's at the far end of the community. It's a Mm -hmm. bit quiet. There's Mm -hmm. nothing to disturb. So I love that from deep down my heart, it gives me joy mm. and happiness when I see these children. Mm. I, it just, I have such a big smile on my face. They really get to receive a childhood, and that's a tremendous, tremendous gift that you and, and yes. the whole team are really offering to them. And, Teresa, I wanted to ask you one more thing before we get into some of the details of the, of the project which is that there's also a component of support that you and the team offer around education, and that's also a really big difference between when you were growing up and the, child, the opportunity, especially to girl children, that's available today. Yes, Jen, there is a big difference when I was growing up and now, because when I was growing up, there was that notion of saying a girl child shouldn't go to school. A girl child is meant to get married. But things have changed, and oh, it's all thanks to Living Compassion by bringing in this program of the girls' program. We have girls, and uh, they have gone back to school. 
they have done well in school. They are up there in colleges, in in secondary schools, which is very great. And by doing so, Jane, by living compassion coming into the picture and sending these girls to school, it has brought uh, the other parents out there to see if living compassion can do this, I can also do it for my for my daughter. Yes. Yes. And those are the fathers that are coming, and they are coming to confess that we saw the, the girl child to be just a mother at yes. home or get married at an early age. But we are so happy and proud that you have brought this thing. I also want my daughter to go very far in school. Oh, Teresa, I, that is, we're going to have to have a whole other interview on that. I know we've talked about it at different times, but that is just the ripple effect, in other words, of the transformation that you and the team are facilitating at the project is extraordinary. It's absolutely extraordinary. And so I do want to tell folks, and I, I promise we will, we will continue that conversation at some point because there's so much more to talk about with that. But I want to tell folks listening that, so this is the official kickoff to the Bridgewalk season. We're so excited. And especially this year, we're pairing it with an email class where we're going to have weekly assignments. Sharing will be responding to people's submissions. We'll all get to read them. We're going to have Sunday workshops to get to talk about what we're seeing. So that is so fun this year to get to pair the campaign with an email class. And the topic of the email class is having fun. So we're taking inspiration, Teresa, from you and all of the fabulous folk, uh, children in Cantalomba who really know how to have fun. We're going to work to get past the seriousness of ego and jump in and and train our fun muscles. So we'll be doing that. And we'll also be sending out during this month of the campaign weekly emails that feature one of the ways that children in Cantalomba play. And so we hope that people will be inspired to donate to the project, um, to raise funds if they feel moved to do that, to possibly forward the emails to friends and family, and together, as we always do annually, to come together to create the funding that we need for another year of transformation in Cantalomba. Because there's a lot of amazing families who are counting on that project, aren't there, Teresa? Yes, they are definitely, Jen. They are. There are a lot of families, and they are very appreciative. When I walk through the community, I hold my head high. Uh, it's like mm. they whisper each time. Some even approach me that, to shake my hand just to say thank you. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Twa totela, right? Thank you, Mbamba. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, Teresa. Well, thank you so much for being with us today to kick off the bridge walk, and we'll be hearing from you again soon. Thank you so much, Janet. It was my pleasure, and thank you, all listeners out there. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Jen, did you want to add a little bit more here after I did. Thank you, Michael. My phone was frozen. It would not let me through. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, I did want to mention a couple of other things. One is that Teresa, some folks may have already seen it, an email went out earlier today that links to the Bridgewalk campaign page. 
And on that page, you can read the book. It's a gorgeous book, Michael. It's illustrated by someone in Sangha, and the, the illustrations are absolutely beautiful. So there's a PDF of the book to read, and there's a recording of Teresa reading the book, which I love. I think it's so special. So I hope folks will, will check out both of those things. And the details on the email class, we'll be sending out further emails to talk about registration deadlines and that sort of thing. But it starts on September 16th. It runs for a month. And as we mentioned in the interview, it will have weekly assignments and we'll have Sunday workshops to go with it. So we're really hoping people will sign up for that and sign up for it as a way to participate in funding another year of transformation. The way we're talking about it is that we need, we're looking to raise $1,080 donations to cover the funding that we need for another year in Cantalumba. So that is our goal. Jen, let me make sure I'm following you there. Did you say you wanted uh, 1,080 donations? Is that right? $1,080 donations. Oh, donations, individual donations of $1,080. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> let, me, let me phrase it another way, Michael. So okay. we're raising $80,000. Yeah. And so the way we're looking at that, we thought it would be fun to attempt to raise $1,080 donations. Got it. So, no, for example, if I sign up for the email class, I might say, you know what? I want to do three of those. I want to do three $80 donations. Oh, got it. Three of the 1000 right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. More detail to come, um, but we did want to give the basics today for the kickoff. Great. And I will say that you're right. The book is beautiful. It's gorgeous. And uh, it's a joy to read it. Yep. Yeah. All right, Michael. Well, I'll turn it back over to you and Cherry. Great. Thank you, Jen. And welcome back to Open Air. And Sherry, the thing I want to say is that I think it's decades now, right, that Living Compassion has been supporting Cantalomba. Is that right? Yeah. About uh, about yeah. About twenty years, maybe close. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable, isn't it, that consistent, <laughs> yes. consistent presence, the consistent unconditional love, water every day, food every day. I mean, it's it's amazing. No wonder everyone's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, Teresa Capenda is just one of the most extraordinary human beings on the planet. Um, and what she has done is is truly, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, canonized is what should happen to her. Uh, but uh, so that right. And then yes, what Sangha has done over time, the commitment, the that just staying with it, watching year after year, going along, Jen's commitment to it, Sri Davy's commitment to it. You know, we had uh, Anna and. Uh, Sister Phil and Ashwini and, uh, you know, I mean, who knows how many other people, you know, going there, being there, uh, working on this, working with the folks. And, and the thing that, that they talked about at the end that is the, the, the most <laughs> extraordinary part of it to me 
is that the culture itself is changing. That they have gone from girls by the time, it, well, when they have their first period, they, they need to get married, right? And they need to start having babies. And uh, that's from that sort of mentality to, no, <laughs> we want our girls to go to school. We want them to get careers. We want them to, uh, to have a completely different kind of life. That the people, not the people of living compassion, but the people in the larger community approaching Teresa to say, I've been watching this. This is what I want. This is what we want for our family, for our children. That's, that's astonishing. Wow. Yeah, it is astonishing. Mm-hmm. And her talking about, I mean, she grew up uh, under God-awful circumstances. Um, in a time, you know, it, it, yeah, a single mother, five children, abandoned uh, with those five children in a little hut, uh, and often not enough to eat. And Teresa with no future at all, because any schooling was going to go to her four brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a wonderful thing. And everybody in Sangha who has participated at all <laughs> in any way just needs to stop for a moment and say, Whatever those voices of self-hate might say, they can't say anything about this because here is proof positive that I have made a tremendous difference in the world. I've made a tremendous difference in people's lives. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, Sherry, I could go on and on. And it's Oh, uh, me too, Michael. Me too, me too. You know, we could. We could. But we won't, will we? Let's talk to another lovely person here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. It's Loren, usually in Connecticut, but today, Massachusetts. Hi. Massachusetts. Well, not too far. To us, you know, to us, they're all one thing. (laughs) They're going to drop those borders and, you know, anyway. Fair. Good. (laughs) What are you you seeing? Well, I'm following up on a commitment I made when I uh, called the year-long retreat radio show last week um, on a topic Mm -hmm. that we already got started on today. I was talking about practicing with depression, um, which I echo the experience that was talked about earlier on the call of how depression really had been a thing for me in my life that really felt like practice kept at bay and then, um, you know, have been having more difficulty. And so I was practicing with that really consciously with the depression book, with compassion, with um you know, all of the the amazing uh, tips that are in the depression book. But then I had this workshop where I'm I'm just seeing so much conditioning. And I had, like, thing after thing happen every day where um, I just saw, like, the self-centeredness of conditioning and, like, things coming out of my Good save there, Loren. Good save yes. there. The self-centeredness of conditioning. Yes, That's right. Yes, yes. Yep. Yes, but I, I, and I know, you know, I, I have been around long enough to hear you always say, isn't that good to see? <laughs> but 
I I just saw so much of it in the course of a week, and even still, it's like another thing happened today, and I'm and so while I know the guidance is that it's it's not me, and I'm taken over, I am just um, kind of horrified by yep how <laughs> much it is, yeah. and I do record yeah. and listen, and I do show up for the you know I'm practicing, but I'm like wow, there's still. Um, well, here's the thing, Lorraine. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is happening to you right now. Yes. Right? Yeah, right now. Now, it doesn't mean that you are taken over constantly by ego and you act out in these horrific ways every day, all day long in all of your life. That's just not true. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's just, not, it's just not true. But you are definitely in a spate, right? Uh, you're, 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 having it, you're in a rough patch. Now, of course, you know, because you've talked to me a lot, I don't see it as a negative. It is horrifying. It's embarrassing. It's uh, humiliating. It's, it's just awful, awful, awful. And it is what makes us commit to waking up with everything we've got. Yeah. Because if you don't, you know what it will do. Yeah, yes. And I sort of feel like even how, you know, some experiences I had earlier in the week where I saw, you know, how unskillful I acted when I was taken over. And then I had another smaller, you know, less embarrassing, but still not ideal thing happen today. And it was sort of like, okay, wow, you know, again. <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and yeah. this is the other thing you hear us say all the time. This is the source of humility, and it's the source of compassion. Because I don't need to say, although I might be given to saying it once in a while anyway, but, and you might too, what is wrong with people? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Because in truth, we know exactly what's wrong with people. <laughs> the same thing that's wrong with us, right? The only thing that's ever wrong and that is, we went unconscious, got taken over by ego, acted, acted as ego's uh, puppet. And, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I have lots of, uh, with specifically the thing around, like, self-centeredness. And, you know, I wrote this unskillful email in, earlier in the week. And when I look back at it and I see, like, all the, like, and I this, and I feel this. And, what's, and I was like, oh, my God, wow. <laughs> you know, like, the, uh, the number of eyes in this email. that. <laughs> and I, I am <laughs> God, and I am the center of the universe, and I yes. think that you didn't recognize it. And, and I need to point that out to you. And it was also in the context that one of my jobs is, you know, that I, that I am a teacher, and in, a, in essence, I have been paid to think that what I have to say is very important, <laughs> which I know is, yes. Um, yes. you know, not helping well, the situation, I, but <laughs> except, in, here's, except it's a good opportunity. Yeah. Well, yes, and you, you are paid 
to be in that role because what you say is important. But it's what you say. (laughs) They didn't hire Ego for that job. They hired Loren for that job. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of us come as a as a as a twin set. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so so we have, you know, the person who who most of the time shows up, who does the job, who is is clear and kind and compassionate and centered and knowledgeable and all those kinds of things. And then we have our evil twin, right, who slides in periodically <laughs> and and does everything possible to mess us and everything else up. It's just how it is. Yeah, it is helpful to hear your your encouragement that it's not necessarily like that all the time. Oh, no, of course it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can look around at everybody else in your life and see that they struggle with the same thing. Yeah. Everybody. Most of the time, I mean, if they're not... If they're not coming from somewhere close to center most of the time, they're not going to be in your life. Now, the world is full of people who aren't, but we kind of don't spend a lot of time with those people, right? Because they, yeah. So the people that that you've chosen to be around in your life are good people who are trying to be present and do the very best that they can. And they don't always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I did learn a lot this week and many lessons. And I've been trying to record and journal and all the and all the things because um, there has been an incredible amount of learning. And I think the biggest mm-hmm. uh, takeaway, um, very much related to what we're practicing with in the year-long retreat this week, is that uh, when I have something to say about what's going on with, like, basically, if my attention is on my, on myself, then what I have to say is usually, like, pretty good in, in terms of talking about my experience. And then the suffering really all seems to arise from when I imagine that I have ideas about what other people should be up to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah. And, and, you know, Lauren, that's such an important part of awareness practice, as you know, for us to be able to have a sense when we've been taken over by ego and when we're, when we're not. Mm-hmm. And the most difficult aspect of that is that for a very, very long time, being taken over by ego feels like being the right person. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's these kinds of experiences that really reinforce for us that that's just not the case. So what, what, what does that leave us with? Wow, I've, I've got to pay a lot closer attention. I do. And, and when I don't, yeah. I'm going to go off the rails and, and I'm going to wind up in, in one of these uh, carnage <laughs> uh, yeah. situations. And then I'm left with, well... Um, you know, there's always an apology, not an yeah. apology that that frees you up to do it again, but one that actually comes from a place of, I can see that that was really unskillful, mm-hmm. and I just want you to know I'm working on it. Yeah, yes, yeah. That that's um, 
that's so good, the part about uh, that a lot of the ways are things that seem like being the right person. Like, oh. I'm just trying to let other people know that this is really important and they should know about this, or I'm, I'm just trying to get my own needs met, or, you know, these things that seem like <laughs> the good uh, things uh, for other people to, you know, for me to be up to. They feel either like the right person things to do or the... Um, you know, the things I'm supposed to be working on, and I saw through quite a few of those this week. So, Yeah, um, and, yeah. and again, it's what we started out talking about very back, way back when, right? It, it, that nobody is ever going to tell you that this is easy. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's brutal. It's, it's basically having the skin ripped off of you. Because that's what ego is. It feels like a skin. It feels so like who we are and how we need to be and what's the right thing and all of that. that and so having it removed is not, a, is not a, a happy experience. Fortunately, it comes in spates. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, um, so yeah. you are yeah. going to have... You are, it's like your, your, your field of, uh, of work, right? It, so you're going to be in a situation, you're going to get treatment. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be difficult. And then yeah. you're going to have your recovery period. And the way we, you know, then you're going to have another treatment. Yeah. And that's how, that's how life delivers us, right? It doesn't, it doesn't just throw you down and rip the skin off all at once. It doesn't. feels like it, but that's not what's happening. Yes, but ego is a chronic disease, so I'm, I might get a break, but it That's will. Right. Not, but it'll be back. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. it will be back, and you'll have another treatment. But uh, in that way, a, a chronic disease. So if you have something like uh, I don't know what would be a good example, but maybe mono or something like that, where uh, if you don't take care of yourself, you, you, you're going to have one experience of it. If you do constantly take care of yourself over time, the healing can happen. Is that a good example? I don't know much about that, but you know, yeah, you're a medical mm-hmm. person. You know, mm-hmm. what, whatever mm-hmm. is one of those sorts of things. That it, it, it's truly, if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to have one outcome. And yeah. if you really devote yourself to your healing, you will heal. And that's what awareness practice is. Yeah, thank you very much. I I always can't, uh, the last thing I'll just express is my gratitude always for the synchronicity of um, practice, just of like, okay, I'm having this workshop with the spate of things, and it was at the same time I started the depression book so that I could, um, you know, kind of have some muscle there around practicing in difficult places and practicing with compassion, and then this focus this week for this passion, yeah. it all is just like pretty much the same thing. So um, very it is, grateful. and you know, yeah. uh, for 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 me, Lorraine, that's that's where uh, faith comes from. It's this, yeah. that's a Buddhist version of faith, mm-hmm. right? Life, the intelligence that animates, so has us, so has us. All we have to do is say yes, just <laughs> say yes, and it'll all be delivered for us. Mm-hmm. In magical ways that we can hardly imagine. You know, why did you just decide to pick up that book? What caused you to, you know, and, and then we begin to see 
that it's always like that. It always comes together for us at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Thank keep you. it up. I will. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Lorraine. <laughs> right. Thank you. Good Go night. Show. Go show. Thanks for joining us, Lorraine. And what a fabulous conversation and fabulous show, Sherry. I'm That's telling good. you. We're lucky, lucky, lucky folk. Yeah, it's a great Mm practice. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you, Sherry. And thank you, everyone. And go happy. Go happy.